Welcome back, everybody, to season two of Beyond the Borderline. Back after a brief hiatus, summer vacation. And uh, we'll just reintroduce the cast real quick here because now we're on video. So obviously, you guys can see me now. I'm Connor. Ryan, why don't you go ahead? Oh, Phil, go ahead. (laughs) Phil's the one in the goofy shirt. Uh, Hey. uh, but I can't say shit because uh, my sweater is the goofiest of the lot. I was going to say, I really like your sweater, Cam. I like the colors. <laughs> okay. It's a total dad sweater, but. That's yeah, cool. I like it. I'm morphing into a dad, so it's all good. It's um, uh, Kick us off, Cam. Yeah. So hope everyone had a good summer vacation. We're back season two and my cats are jumping all over the place. Okay. Anyways, season two, um, like Connor said, we're going to kick it off with uh, what's going to be kind of a series throughout this season, which is just what ifs. So, you know, Marvel has played with this concept, uh, so we'll take our shot at it as well. Basically, just, uh, you know, theories of alternate history, just looking at uh, certain major turning points in history and saying, well, what if it went differently? Um, so I think one we'll tackle later is we we had talked about this is doing like what if the Roman Empire never adopted Christianity as its official religion um, now the most popular religion in the world so you know obviously things would be much different um, but another one from more recent memory which has shaped our world you know in a myriad of ways. The cats are just being violent right now. Absolutely violent. Um, Menaces. But the uh, the topic we're going to discuss today is what if the Allies had lost World War II? <laughs> so basically the parameters on this would be like, well, what if the Allies lost World War II? What if the Nazi regime had survived and had accomplished their goals, more or less, of taking over Europe subjugating britain and the other european powers um and then you know doing whatever they they may have wanted to do in the americas or or wherever else um well so well i'm just gonna start off by saying well i'm not as well versed as, as probably cam is in the history of world war ii however we all know how world war ii ended right united states bombed hiroshima and nagasaki Let's say, for instance, that the Allies lost the boots on the ground war in Europe and Germany had full and complete control over all the countries in Europe. Let's say that that happened. That w- I would argue that that would have given the United States even more cause to bomb Germany than they would have to bomb Japan. And nothing would have prevented, even if Germany did win and took over all of Europe, not, that would not have prevented the United States from developing you know, the power of the atom. And in fact, that probably would have given them even more cause to develop the nu- nuclear technology. So I, I'm, maybe I'm not even assuming this, but I don't think it would be all that much different for Western society, but Europe would be drastically different because I, I would see it as, okay, United States is it's doing a cost-benefit analysis here. Nazi Germany has taken up control over all of Europe. There's nothing left. Yeah, we need to bomb them because they're, they're the ultimate threat. Okay, well, one thing though. Okay, A, what if 
what if it wasn't just Germany that won, but the entire uh, the entire axis? Like, what if so the Japanese assume... had defeated? Well, like there are multiple scenarios here, but one to answer what you just said, Ryan, is what if the Japanese had completely crushed the U.S. Navy in the Pacific, and the U.S. Army, along with the Brits and the Canadians and the French and and everyone else, was defeated on the ground in Germany. Then what? Does the United States still have the capacity to fight Germany, even with nuclear weapons involved? And B, with that extra time being bought for the Germans by, you know, securing their eastern and western fronts in Europe, would they then have had the time to develop atomic weapons of their own? Because they were very, very close. Right. Yes, that that is also yet yeah, to take into consideration, but. Jumping specifically back to you, you said what if Japan had managed to wipe out all of United States' naval capabilities? Yeah, or, or just, you know, cripple it. I know we're trying to entertain a what if scenario here, but that would be really, really unlikely because United States' naval capabilities, even back in World War II, was the biggest in the world. Yeah, but I think another among major, the top three. But I what if, damn it, what major if? Cataclyst, I think another major cataclysm was the fact that they turned on the Russians and the Russians were a big part yeah, of yeah. why things changed, of why the tides turned. So are we going to assume that they didn't turn on Russia? Because I think that's one of the, that's a huge, a huge factor to take into consideration if they move into the Western front. Well, no, like let's count Russia among the, the allies, you know, like, like, Let's just talk about, like, uh, the boundaries are, like, the way it all ends in 1945. You know, if, okay. I mean, you could just say, well, it didn't happen. And so, so yeah, no so if we're, saying, Germans... <laughs> if we're saying that the Germans still turned on Russia, I don't think they have enough power to get to yeah, I the Americas. In, in order to entertain this what if, I think we have to be under the assumption that Germany, Russia, and Japan all remained friendly. Because okay. what about Italy? No, I guess no one really cares. <laughs> they, like it, they're, they're, they're unfortunately, small, Italy was not they're too small for the matter. Was, yeah, yeah. Fair. I'm sorry to all the Italians out there. But... <laughs> no, no, okay. yeah, no, 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 uh, no disrespect. Did to you know? Italy. Actually, okay, I need to recheck this, but. As far as the last I saw, um, a granddaughter of Benito Mussolini sits in the Italian parliament today. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Like, she's not crazy, I'm pretty sure. She's not, like, a fascist. But like, yeah, she's like, listen, my grandfather was kind of a crazy <laughs> fucker. I will finish what you started. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, but let, let's say, for instance, let, let, let's say, for instance, even though however highly improbable United States completely lost boots on the ground. Their naval forces were completely wiped out. Let's say there was absolute dominance by Nazi Germany. What would the world look like today? Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's basically what we we're getting at this whole time. And now is the notion that um, Germany, well, the war ended and Germany was considered the victor or was it that they were considered the victors and still went about their business, like taking over Europe? I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I said at the beginning, Germany wins and conquers continental Europe, at least continental Europe, maybe Britain as well. If you know. that happened, I think today 
I think eventually Germany would have encroached on, you know, what Western lands and taken that over too. Cause oh. let's say, let, let, let's say, you know, the Nazis and Hitler decided to keep their, their, um, their relationship with Russia and Japan, they would then become the three largest powers in the world. And I think you would have in the West and all, all over continental Europe, a highly militaristic fascist society that, you know, promotes the ideals that the Nazis were trying to push, you know, the true Aryan race. Um, How would it, but that's the extermination that's think of, about. Uh, of the Jewish culture. But these are the two questions that come up then. The main one, the main one is, can such a state survive? That's the thing with the Nazis, right? Is they were around for 12 years. They were in power. If they had won, if they had won, would they have managed to survive? I don't think so. A, because it was such a cult of personality built around Hitler himself, who was suffering greatly in terms of health towards the end of the war. And right. likely wouldn't have lasted long anyways, even if he didn't off himself. Um, so A, the call to personality around the Fuhrer disappears with his death, uh, especially if he it's, you know, if it's not a martyr, a martyrdom, then, then you know, your God yeah. on earth just died. What are you going to do so, now? And second of all, just the, the whole apparatus of, of the state itself, could that have survived? Could that have survived in, in liberal Europe? Could it have encroached on liberal United States? Uh, like so, yeah. That that's, this is the question I ask you, Cam, because I, 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 out of the four of us, I think you you, you know World War II history better than than the, the the three of us. Would there have been a figurehead that could have replaced Hitler? Like, let's say Hitler eventually came to his you know his health issues and he passed. Would there have been someone to take the mantle? Would there have been someone to inspire the same level of dedication that Hitler did? Because I don't think so. I don't think so. What a lot of people don't know is there were quite a few um, German, there were quite a few Nazis that, and there was a movie, Tom Cruise did a movie about this called Valkyrie. There was quite a few Nazis that tried to usurp and take out Hitler before before the end of the war. Yeah. So who's to yeah. say that fact and a small sect of those people still, you know, would have continued and remained. And then if Hitler had passed, well, that's the thing about uh, that's the thing about the Nazi regime uh, as a whole. It was such a uh, it was such a utopian vision, and and their 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 drive to accomplish this vision of you know a, a, a European a Central European master race dominating the world essentially, uh, and and bringing back some kind of you know evoking some kind of notions of of a new rome you know a new european empire um their way of getting at that was like rabid you know it it was obsessive it was reckless i mean Mm -hmm. hell like like we talked about they disregarded their alliance with russia completely uh, they invaded Poland probably prematurely. I mean, just the fact that they were willing to launch themselves into an all-out war in Europe 20 years after the first one it is insane. Not to, mention, not, to mention how, not to mention how many, how much resources Hitler wasted bombing England. Yeah, well, and, and not to mention the resources wasted and the complete uh, human tragedy that was the Holocaust and the genocide of, of the Jews and gypsies mm-hmm. and, and other individuals. And and so 
one thing that comes into play is what happens when they win, you know, because the Nazi regime was created out of a very specific set of circumstances, political circumstances, uh, their loss from the previous war, economic circumstances, certainly. I was right in the time uh, of the Great Depression, if people yeah. didn't know. So this was like, I think one of the big factors was. Right. And and the fear the of. Great of, Depression. Of, yeah, the, the economics, the fear of communism, the fear of, of Bolsheviks uh, infiltrating uh, the German system, you know, this this spontaneous rise in nationalism. But it was all a perfect storm that led mm-hmm. to that. And that storm ravaged Europe for a decade. But could it have lasted? I don't think so. Again, Hitler, there was no one to replace him. Uh, thanks to the cats again. There was no one also, to replace him. And, and also, what, 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 what were they going to fight for beyond that? You know, I don't think they would have been able to get into, like, into the Americas. That's for sure. Yeah, but like the people, the, the the thing is like the the Nazi regime, at least for at least like for here's, a time, here's, here's had, all I'm had saying. Popular had what? I, I'm just gonna say that I think even if they did, were able to conquer all of Europe, which you know they would still not be able to run like run a long time because they wouldn't be able to get into America in let's say like three years five years after that they'd run out of they'd run out of military not necessarily then, if you conscripted all the countries that you you were occupying and you stole the british navy and you started uh, you know germany is the most industrial country in europe it's the fourth largest economy in the world today you know so so if we say there was a lull this is a possible scenario if we're talking about the, the military aspect, let's say there's a period, a lull after the end of the war. The United States is crippled. Europe is taken over. The Germans have enough time to develop atomic weapons. And so a new kind of Cold War scenario mm-hmm. happens where there's mutually assured destruction between Germany and the United States if the United States remained a world power under this scenario where they wouldn't use those weapons against each other for fear of mutual destruction. And at the same time, as Hitler demonstrated he was capable of, the German industrial machine ramped up to such a degree that they were able to create a navy to rival and surpass the United States. Then the question becomes, is a continental invasion of the United States possible? Probably not. Well, it's not just the United States though, right? Because it's yeah, I mean, it the U.S., Canada, Mexico, well, Southern right, America. But, right. Well, yeah, that, that, that's that's the thing. But um, do those did those countries, you know, would they have capitulated? Who knows? But the they other were landmass size too, though. No, I know. But the the I think the more interesting question is, in terms of the actual nature of the government itself, and and what it says about people. And like, would people have continued to live under that fascist regime? I don't think so. I think it's inevitable that it would have collapsed. Absolutely inevitable. Because human beings can't be under the boot of such a, a, a repressive regime for so long without revolt happening. 
Oh yeah, in every right. in every example in history, every time uh, a population finds itself under a you know a fascist um, retributive boot, to use Cameron's uh, to use Cameron's uh, uh, term, there's always been a revolt or a rebellion of some sort. Every no, time, and, and also like again, going back to the perfect storm that created the rise of the Nazis. What happens when all those factors disappear? When Germany has all the the Lebensraum, the living room that it needs for its citizens, when it has the most powerful economy in the world and a strong currency, when it has, you know, everything, then suddenly the focus goes back to the government and hold on, well, life is good now. Do we need you anymore? Do we need this harsh, harsh order that you're imposing? Do we need this blatantly racist, discriminatory, genocidal, inhumane, yeah. inhumane government empowering more? That's the thing, right? The storm would die down. That's well, what I think. That's what I think. So the other thing I wanted to the other thing I wanted to entertain quickly is I don't I don't think it would have been. Let, let's say Hitler wasn't in, you know. Let's say he got his health issues corrected and he managed to to, to live a, a longer lifespan. I don't know how hard, or maybe it might not have been that hard because there, there was a lot of, you know, there was also a lot of hate for the people of the Jewish culture in the United States around that time. Yeah. I don't know how hard it would have been for Hitler to indoctrinate and to, you know, bring people into, into his line of thought if they managed to invade the United States. That's a good point, actually. That's a real. There was a lot of hate for Jewish people back then. Unfounded, very, you know, not right at all, but there was a lot of hate for Jewish people, even in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, so how much fascist sympathy could he have garnered from? Yeah, yeah, point? exactly. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very have good you point. Wanted- now, to, to counter that, though, too, there's a lot of people fleeing from the countries that were captured by the Nazis, right? There's people fleeing, people dying, and people being captured. So, I think eventually those, all these people, all these different countries that people fled from eventually at some point, they're going to come back in full force. Right. Well, not only, not necessarily that, but it, it means that the Nazi regime would have had to have done a massive cover up slash PR fix uh, decades in the making, probably to have, to convince people that they were in any way uh, a, a morally virtuous government. But you when know? you have when you have millions and millions of people that have firsthand encounters of, of what was going down, you can't really change. No, I mean they had a they had an incredible propaganda machine. Some uh, you know maybe they could have worked towards that end, but the their yeah, you know leader what? offed himself as well. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the whole reason why, you know, Hitler was able to mobilize so quickly was through his propaganda machine, he, he was able to convince everyone that all of Germany's problems are attributed, are attributed to the people of the Jewish culture, which, as we know, was completely unfounded, terrible, terrible methodology, but that worked for a time in Nazi Germany. Would that same propaganda machine work in the United States at that time? Right. Pro- like, probably not, right? That's the interesting probably not because even though there were quite a few people in the United States that did have disdain for people of the Jewish culture, I still don't think it was 
more than the people that would rather not see any person, even people of the Jewish faith, be treated that way. Yeah, it certainly wasn't enough. It, it likely wouldn't have been enough to outweigh, well, to justify the United States completely abandoning its entire political culture mm-hmm. like, and, and adopting fascism or welcoming a foreign invasion. I mean, it's the United States we're talking about. I think the only way, if Hitler managed to stay alive and, and push through his health issues, I think the only way he could have um, gotten the result that he that he got in Germany in the United States would be if he if he if he had the people of the United States by the balls. You know what I mean? If he had some way of ensuring, if you don't do what I say, you're dead. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Now, would that be if he had a nuclear weapon? The United States didn't. Sure, maybe I, I could see that as as you know he's basically by by threat of death, fear of death is causing you to to pledge your loyalty to me. I could see in that scenario, yeah, sure, he could take over the United States, but that's a very that, that's a, that's a very specific example, right? There, there are a lot of things would have to go his way for that to work. Uh, hold on, let's let's hear from Phil. This you know is what? A, we're, we're gonna. We're gonna continue to, the pattern. Uh, We're gonna continue the pattern from season one of I know of me uh, giving know. voice to Phil. Phil, what I are just have thoughts? to gather from what everyone else spoke about. It's just so a what if. It's a anything. <laughs> what I was saying, um, I agree with Cam that um, after they accomplish the Nazis, like what they want to accomplish, there's no real drive to search for anything more, given that they use such drastic actions and impulsive, you can say. So there's no real sustainability to that. And I think that this war, like this regime would not have gone on for decades longer because it would fizzle out and more people would try to get in Hitler's way. Mm. Um, And I find it akin to what I think in my scenario is that the way that Germany would form and the regions around it would be similar to the Soviet Union. Um, They had a grasp on certain territories. They promoted their own language. They promoted their own culture. Then slowly as time went on, um, you can say that the patriotism diluted um, at each leader. Um, And then um, very soon after or right before the dissolution of the Soviet Union, they had some bozo running it, essentially. Boris Yeltsin after, yeah. Well, well, but it was Mikhail Gorbachev that basically, you know, put an end to the last remnants of of the Stalinist era in in the Soviet Union. It was their own, uh, their own general secretary, their own president who said this isn't going to work we need to have some liberal liberalization of of this country and then it collapsed so yeah and now, I, I, and now we're seeing we're now we're seeing a uh, in russia we're seeing a return to uh tradition well and we're seeing what phil mentioned as well the 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 kind of uh, nationalistic revolt against that imperial power i mean ukraine is fiercely fiercely independent from russia right now mm-hmm. i mean you, you hear the stories of the people on the ground like they are willing to fight uh 
tooth and nail to the end to not and, be annexed by Russia, you know, and that, that's a remnant of, of the trauma that the Soviet Union imposed upon its, uh, upon its republics. And, and so certainly the Nazis could have had a parallel there, you know. Speaking of, you know, German, Germany's industrial capabilities back in World War II, look at what's happening now. Uh, Russia, you know, basically pigeonholing the availability on power and, you know, oil, um, hydro bills or electricity bills in Germany have gone up 700% as a result of, of Russia um, cutting off supply lines for energy. Damn. Well, actually, speaking of Russia, that's the other, that's another alternative um, you know, how long could Germany have kept Russia down? Let's say they hypothetically beat them on their on the Eastern Front. How long how could long they have they subjugated? Because the USSR at that point, they still had their natural uh, defense of, of the winter, which de- defeated the Germans in, in the real timeline. Um, they would they still have become, you know, one of the most one of the foremost industrial powers in the world they have nuclear weapons as well so that's the other thing is it it might have turned into uh like scrap the cold war between the u.s and and the soviet union it could have been a full-on war between germany and russia in like Mm the 60s you know perhaps and i could definitely see this as one of the possible outcomes perhaps germany would have bought and advocated to 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 Japan to help them take on the growing threat of the USSR. I could definitely see Nazi Germany, um, you know, talking to, to Japan, the, the, uh, you know, the empire, the, the emperor specifically in saying, listen, yeah, we've taken out um, all of Europe now. United States is, the, the threat of the United States has been neutralized. The next threat is now looming over our heads. It's Russia. That's the next thing we got to take care of because they're, they're an equal threat to both of us combined in some ways. Now, yeah. if a war were to break out between Germany and Russia right after Germany won, would um, Germany's grasp on Europe essentially be a kind of a, okay, maybe we should join Germany's side to fight Russia? Do you think the Allies would kind of switch in a sense, or would they mm. kind of stay where they are? Actually, it would, be bene- it would, so. actually, be, it would actually be beneficial to the Allies, specifically the United States, to stay out of it. You know what I mean? Let them let them dwindle their numbers. Let them dwindle their numbers between each other, and then pick off the scraps that remain. Yeah, that actually is a great question. Like, I think then the people would divide into all sorts of factions because, you know, communism, uh, to its credit as an ideology, is is one without borders. You know, but so is the appeal of of fascism to people who are you know messed up Uh, so uh now what if the united states had allied with russia that would be a powerhouse well that's the thing right it's like what does what do the liberal democracies do when if if we take this scenario to be true and the the cold war turns into a a real war between fascism and communism Mm -hmm. which are which are ideological enemies of one another so so if the if the fight becomes between fascist continental europe and communist well and japan maybe and communist russia and 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 china which was not a powerhouse at that time but still um 
yeah, what would the, what would what would they have done? I, the U.S. probably would have just sat around. Um, no, it's it's really it's it's an interesting thought experiment to think how this would go because to, we want to think a lot would change, but how much really would change because the environmental landscape uh, of Europe and Ru- and Russia can only you know. Um, can only uh, accommodate a, a certain number of, of outcomes, right? Because there's also things to consider to consider resource management. What if Germany just became so overextended fighting Russia at, immediately after World War II that they just depleted all their resources? Yeah, well, that's where the takeover of other European countries would come in handy. You know, plundering the French, plundering the British, plundering sure, the Spanish, sure. plundering the Italians. But, but at some point, if they're in a constant fight with russia their production can only be maintained for so long yeah yeah so that's probably the most likely of outcomes is that it would have been a constant battle to not be defeated yeah by, by someone whether that and, and to the same extent russia is limited to russia for its resources yeah let's say it manages to take over some baltic european countries they can start plundering those resources but they're not infinite there those are small countries Yeah, it's crazy. We definitely all would not be speaking German right now. I think that's kind <laughs> of the that's kind of what people think of when it's like, what if the Nazis won? Well, we'd all be speaking German right now. Like not necessarily. Probably not. Probably not. Especially now, those of us we who are blonde and, and blue eyed. Perhaps not Westerners. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The question of Britain actually is an interesting one because Hitler respected the Brits more than other European races or ethnicities, you know, um, as, as somewhat akin to the, to his idea of the, the Aryans, um, you know, the next best European race. Uh, it's just a supremely flawed way of thinking. Like how then I, then I guess that? by, ex- but, but that's like, what would he have, what would they have done with Britain, you know, kind of had it as like a tributary, but not totally destroyed it, you know, maybe more lax with, with the Brits. I don't know. So then I guess by extension, he would probably have felt the same way about the Scandinavian countries too, because they're the pure example of the Aryan race, right? Well, in terms of appearance, I guess. Yeah. In terms of appearance. He's more concerned with, with, you know, uh, ethnicity through, through bloodline. You know, but but certainly some of the Scandinavian countries, they would have shared a, a common ancestry. But but yeah, I mean, just the fact that we're talking about this highlights how absolutely insane. But but that's what the idea the ideology of of Nazism under Hitler was predicated on these ideas about racial superiority, you know, and about ethnic cleansing and 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 it's just insane. But that's the bottom line: is that I don't think that was that was not sustainable no way no you know in order to crush your opponents fully you have to crush the liberal spirit fully yeah in europe where it originated and 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 a government predicated on such insanity such rabid insanity couldn't have done it so the conclusion is that it even if they didn't lose in 1945 or whatever, they still would have lost eventually. 
eventually yeah yeah even, even if, let's say even if they had complete world domination the the ideology of nazism would die eventually because it's just not a sustainable ideology yeah but and now it, it, it lingers have, but it lingers done. on the edges sorry they wouldn't they would not have gotten world domination no matter what i think is the the grand yeah. conclusion of things and just to say one last thing the only reason that nazism lingers i think is those that practice nazism have this hope that it it can one day be well certainly yeah it's it's it, it goes in line with all people who believe the utopia is actually something that's achievable yeah yeah fair enough fair that enough. whole idea of the yeah. utopia it's just not sustainable in and of itself yeah no matter what kind of it's utopia, a contravention of human nature yeah that's For it sure. that, that that's that's the thing about them and the communists. Anyone on the fringes of of political ideology that again, I, I keep coming back to the word rabid, but that's the best way I can describe it, you know, just an ultimate pursuit of this utopia that will never be, no matter what your vision of utopia is, it's like it's not gonna happen, man. It's not you're willing to sacrifice everything for 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 something that's not going to happen yeah the, the common phrase heaven on earth is an oxymoron yeah you can't have heaven on earth because heaven is earth defined yeah oh we, we got to get into a crazy like biblical discussion at some point or just <laughs> <laughs> I would, i've been thinking about an analogy about the nazi regime it's okay like, you've got um, a minute you to explain it oh it's gonna take four seconds okay. basically um think of like uh radioactive material um it's explosive but it's also decaying and eventually it's gonna fizzle out are you talking about your car no okay. <laughs> yikes and like and like and like radioactivity it has a half-life it will keep exactly. decaying but it will never fully die out because there's the hope that it could resurge damn oh man <laughs> great Me and just got deep with it there uh, yeah, that was not bad. Not bad. Okay, well, okay. good talk. Again, good we'll talk. continue this series at some point with uh, with more what ifs and keep trying to think of uh, cool scenarios, alternate history scenarios. So, hope you enjoyed that one. If you guys have any suggestions as or want to know like a what what we think of a what if situation, slide into the DMs on Instagram. Drop. It let in the us comments. know if there's any topics you guys want us to discuss in the new season. Let us know. Um. Hit the, said, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube. It's new. Yeah, yeah. YouTube. Hit the bell as well. Let, let it. We'll let you know when we're making the next. The next episode comes out. Uh, and remember to take care and brush your hair. <laughs>